0: Good afternoon or good day everyone. This is the Real Happy Hour podcast show. My name is Ola and today we have a very, very special um, episode of the Real Happy Hour. We're not talking about a movie, we're talking about a documentary. And with me today is Bridget Perini. Is that, did I say that right? Please, if I said it wrong, please correct me.
1: Brigitte Perini. Bridget Perini. Hey. Bridget
0: Bridget. Brini, and Bridget is a documentary maker, producer and director she is um, has made a couple of documentaries and collaborated with a couple of um, um what would I call it what would you call it collaborated with a couple of initiatives to create content around climate change as that's what you're inspired by. and also with me today that's gracefully um, accepted my request to come and the last episode, I feel like I did not pick you up enough. I did not give you your flowers enough <laughs> because I just said um, with me on the show today. I, I I blacked out. Um, and I apologize for that. It's okay. Ngozi Kadmos is back on the on the real happy hour podcast, and Ingozi Kadmos is not just a. She is the CEO. CEO at Fortnite, frontline therapist. I'm messing it up again. She Jesus Christ. Again. And her. she's a data-driven mental health and diversity, equi- equ- equity and inclusion consultant. And I met her at an at an event where she was speaking about the importance of equality in the workplace and uh, the effects of that for the diverse sort of colleagues in the workplace and how important it is to sort of be aware of equality and diversity in the workplace and to improve on that. So thank you very much, Nkosi, for coming back. So today, 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 we are talking about um, a documentary and um, Bridget, if you could just sort of hi- um, say a bit about the documentary on climate change that you made, mm. when you made it and what inspired it.
1: Okay. Um, where should I be looking?
0: Um, you can look at us, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I... Um, the Rewilding the System climate change documentary was a residence a residency grant um, from an organization in the north of England. And... Um, we, when the, the application for um, the grant was going around, we wanted to focus on, and it was on climate change, we wanted to focus on the people whose voices are um, often excluded from the conversation of climate change. And those are the people in the communities that are seriously being affected. We are all being affected by it, but more so those in the communities, like in the farming communities, um, more drastically affected by it, so that was the the theme, and that was the goal and um, I filmed in, in in Ethiopia i'm not a technical person when it comes to documentary filmmaking, but I filmed this um, project with my phone with my iPhone, and um, it was it was really interesting. I learned so much as I thought I would I learned so much from the people. I met in the community, cleaned up with them, and um it was it was uh it was good for me to have led that documentary because it it i felt I knew like during that documentary, I realized I can do whatever I put my mind to, like being able to l- letting, not letting my fears get in the way mm. of what I don't know. Um, because it ended up being really great footage um, being filmed with my phone, yeah.
0: Was that um, the intent? Did you go there thinking, I'm going to use my phone, or was that just a circumstance that happened?
1: Um, no, it was intentional, because the budget was very little, and um, we the effect the, the approach, we felt it would be good for me to film it myself, rather than hiring a crew on the ground, Um, so my project partner said, you know, please, you, you should, you should film it, try and film it on your own. Um, and so I did that. And even though it took me away from, because normally when I do documentaries, I'm focused, I'm, uh, I I talk with the people we'll be interviewing. I conduct the interview. I'm more close with them. I have that deep conversation with them. So I felt it took me away from that. Mm. Um, but I also, um, I learned another another skill
0: set, so yes, so Inga, did you watch the the yeah. documentary? What did you think about the
2: documentary yeah i I felt the there's a particular guy that he said something quite potent, didn't he? He said that the developing world has you know adversely impacted you know Africa and its you know the wildlife and the nature, and though they're trying to give back, it just doesn't equate to the damage that they've done, and I just mm. thought it was quite powerful, and we spend a lot of time with climate change about the Western world, but how about the effects of england america canada in their race to become so developed and we know they've 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 pillaged africa but they don't have to be in the country of africa to pillage it mm. what they're doing in the uk what they're doing in america is affecting africa and that's what is kind of crazy about it and mm. i thought it was quite powerful when he kind of said that whatever is happening in the uk in a way we are not being mindful of how we're using the energy and the God-given resources that we have affects everywhere in the world, so it shows you how interconnected that we are. Yeah. So I thought that was quite a powerful. Yeah. I, f- I saw
0: that, so I felt like it was the message was around: it's not just we're not we're not separate; we're living in a global village, mm-hmm. and we really should start looking at ourselves as a community instead of as separate countries. Mm-hmm. And if we look at that, then we can be more aware of the effects that one country that's more developed that's creating all of its emissions and all of that, the effects can have on other. And the developed or de- developing countries. Mm. I also was surprised to see the greenery in Ethiopia. I, I'm, mm. I'm, I. Unfortunately, um, when um, content around Ethiopia pops up, it's usually like a desert or like, really? a, or is it? what Am I thinking? Unless I'm thinking of somewhere else, <laughs> I just feel like it's <laughs> just uh, the the image I have is usually dry land, dry, mm. dry and There's, there's it's
2: more dry arid more in West Africa and Sub-Saharan Africa then isn't it? Then in east africa, africa. yeah
1: mm-hmm. yeah and and you know they are really big on planting trees mm. um where we were where where the film um the climate change film was was um produced awasa um they everywhere you look they're like trees greenery, and what I found out from one of my um um characters he said, when you buy a space um you the government you, the government will um, ask you to plant one or two trees mm. th- around either your restaurant or the post office, mm-hmm. and you are you are um, obligated to do so. So, and also right now, the prime minister has uh, launched the third, I think, it's a third initiative to plant over like one billion trees per year. And he is even extending that initiative to the neighboring countries so they can come on board mm. to plant trees because we in the documentary we did say when you plant trees, trees um, pull the sh- the soil together, yes. and yes. yes, and so when when there's like there's um, desertification, the ground now okay, it has um, there's no roots, nothing pulling it together, so it cracks mm. the, the the ground, and that's what some of the community people are um that's what's affecting their crops because they lose crops six months in the year. Mm. Um three months to drought, three months to flooding.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. So um I th- there was one thing that was um that was uh that stood out for me in that documentary was where you mentioned that you were not interested in in telling their story. You wanted the people to tell their story. Mm-hmm. And how important was this for you and um <coughs>
1: so there. Um, the way I see storytelling, being that I've been in front and now behind the camera, um, I believe people—they are the holder of the story, and what they are doing is giving us—we pr- are—they we, are giving us an invitation to come and tell, to come and guide them, tell their story, and so I will write the, the story is rich when you collaborate with the people with the lived experience so whenever I, I have a story or I'm on a project I almost um, I always um focus on the people uh-huh. because it is they are going to once we have that relationship that connection with them people want to be one people want to be seen they want to feel seen yeah. and so when you give them that space you create that environment they will share anything mm-hmm. with you so for me with the climate change um story specifically because uh, when i was doing my research i I really realized that they are left out of the conversation Mm. and it's like it doesn't make sense to Mm. me so that was my focus that was my driving point when i went to ethiopia um normally i'll have my questions ready um i I did the research i read but for for some reason this time i didn't go with questions Mm. um I will, I start a conversation and then their their responses lead me to the next question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they literally guided me right to tell the story. <laughs> they guided me um, tell their story the way it should be told.
0: Awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because is there anything you'd like to, or, or should I just, anything you'd like to add to that? Uh, no,
2: because that was okay. the question. All sorry. right, <laughs> okay.
0: Um, so that leads me to the, with the bridge to um, the documentary that was made about you, the Cholun childhood, childhood documentary. My stolen childhood. I am really nervous. I Hola. think. <laughs> Relax now. <laughs> I, I, yeah. So it was a very interesting documentary, and um, the very first five minutes, I was cursing like, I was, I was cursing. So like, so. Coming from where you just finished off, where you said you found you know the importance of sort of owning your story and being responsible for telling it, um, Ngozi, wh- what what impact do you think, because you've seen the documentary, mm-hmm. obviously, so to so hear what she just said now, how can you, like, in therapy world, mm-hmm. how can you sort of bring it together? Like, okay, this is this is the reasoning behind it, or this is uh goal behind that.
2: Yeah, I think that... Um, cause I was thinking as you were talking about, you know, being guided by um, the participants in the documentary how, you know, as a documentarian, it's a bit like being a researcher. I'm mm-hmm. A researcher is a bit like being an anthropologist, essentially. You are allowing the artefacts, the people, the humans, the things to tell their story. The documentary is the visual guide for us to then get into that world, right? Research in journals and articles is the written form. This is the media form, you know, and... Um, in therapy, within my therapy sessions, it really is about the client's story. Mm. Um, it's about what is their narrative and owning their narrative. And what you find with a lot of people is they feel that they don't own their narrative. Mm. Um, they're hearing the voices of others. Mm. So part of therapy is really about owning your narrative, owning your story, redefining, mm. not being defined by what you were told that you were going to be. Mm. Who do you think? Who do you want to become? Mm. And then defining that and becoming that person. So I think what, what was really powerful about your story, um, Bridgette, was, you know, that involvement. Mm. And then four years on, and we had conversations off camera, yeah. further involvement, further healing, mm. and showing that it's not going to stop, mm. yeah. you know. And one of the key things um, that I think resonated from just all our conversations, which you said, is that, that does not define you. That's what, I can, that's what I can get to tell when you're like, you are particular about your story because you feel like maybe you at one time was defined by that story. Yeah, you don't, know. You're not the girl that her childhood was just stolen. That did occur, that did happen, but now you are the woman who is marking her own narrative, earning her own narrative. Um, and I think that should champion mm. any young woman, any young man mm. who's gone through such horrendous um, stuff to saying mm. you do not have to be a victim of your circumstances. Mm. You're not even a survivor, you are a champion. Mm. You can Speak define your own I story and um, define your own narrative. Um, and the fact that you are not only a producer and a director and a, you know, an interviewer is saying that every aspect of a story, my story, your story, I want to be part of.
0: Yes. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. So there's definitely a growth that you've had to develop or a sense of a mental um, growth. Or from the, from the fortitude. A, yeah, fortitude <laughs> that you've had to... And I, we mentioned briefly before we started rolling before Shakwe and them um, that I like there were certain moments in the in the episode that sort of struck out stuck out for me mm-hmm. and the uh, one with your your with the fellow captive uh, what's her name again Cristiana Christiana. and I watching both of you it felt like you had to develop in a way that she hadn't and that uh, she still had the essence of. She was still, you had to grow up and she still has this essence of, you know, my childhood. There's this innocence that that's still, both of you have it, obviously, but there's just something about her looking at her, her experience of watching the documentary and you For having to console time. her. Like there was just this dynamic that there was a personal growth that I saw in you. I mm-hmm. was like, you've definitely grown. And you having to console her and sort of, you know, yeah. it was a, it was a nice moment to see. And mm. I, I don't know what you thought about that, Angazi.
2: Oh, be good to hear. What was you know? Um, how did you feel in that moment? And now, even looking back four years ago, like how do you understand that moment?
1: Um, that moment for me uh, was for her.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, mm. Before she hadn't seen the film, yeah. and I. Before meeting her, before that day, I had seen it many times and wept many yeah. times, every time mm. I watch it. But for the film, because this, this this story lived in my head since I was 10, mm. and for me, it, it was owning my narrative through the story, but at the same time... Um, this this is me i'm taking my viewers on a journey mm. Mm. to and i i also realized that the film was not about me mm. so the film the film the, re- the how i saw it in my head it was not about me it's not about me it's about those who have gone through um some c- some form of difficulty in their life and may have given up on life mm. may have um felt robbed and, and, you know, um, stolen from, it was for them to realize that you are not what happened to you. Mm. Uh And I am here to show you that we are stronger than what we've gone through. Mm. So I, through the the story through, um, on that journey, I had to be, not to say I was hiding my emotions, but I had a purpose Uh for the film. And i had i I was living that purpose, and finding Christiana by chance, I felt I needed to be there for her in that moment, yeah. because in that moment, clearly I didn't want it to be about me, I didn't want it to be we were in this space, this yeah. place together. no, I was, and she was
0: yeah.
1: and We were both removed out of it, but she still lived in the community, in the environment. Um, You know, going back to how I approached storytelling, for me it was about her, um, like, dignifying her Mm. and being, like, supporting her in that space Mm, at the time. So that was my, my goal and my aim, and there's no way. I was going to break down with her. Like I needed to be there for her. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, it's interesting. You said you've, you 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 went there with the mind of this is not about me mm-hmm. because I feel like another moment I saw that was when you were with your dad. <laughs> and I think you wanted, you didn't want a, for me anyway, but it might be different for you. You wanted acknowledgement that this is wrong. It's not about me. Mm-hmm. This practice is wrong. Mm-hmm. I, I, I I believe you, you weren't aware. Yes. But this is wrong. Just acknowledge. You wanted that awareness of this practice is wrong. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I got that from that. So you saying that again it, it makes me go, Okay, yeah, I'm I'm on track. Yeah, yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah. Um, but you have to we have to put in context that as Africans the child is not to question the parent. Mm. And in that space, I was doing that with my dad, mm-hmm. and even though from me it's like, "Daddy, like, this is this is me." Yeah. Like it's like I wanted to, like you rightly say, I wanted to let you know this is w- actually what my uncle did, mm-hmm. but not so much to focus, but not not so much to focus on, the the what happened and mm-hmm. the fact that his child was taken away from him. Yeah. Um but then stepping back, I now have to re- i realize that he as a man at that in that moment, he felt he let me down
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah he felt he failed as a father mm-hmm. to me, and unbeknown to me, my father he lost um a child a few weeks before we got there, so i wa- I just want to really say. I'm saying this because, I'm. I love to put things in context. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was there to say, look, this is what happened. Yeah. This practice is wrong. I know you don't believe it. You have no idea about it. But this is what happened. Yeah. You know, and I think I was focused on like making him see that. Yeah. But then we have to keep it put into consideration or think about what was he going through uh. in that moment and i'm not saying this to excuse anything or to downplay what i was there to do or what i was feeling but i just really as w- human beings we we are dynamic and we have many things going on with us and for us and it's good to acknowledge the other side of the story yeah. always There's the danger to a single-sided story right like yeah. Jim Amanda said so I wanted to acknowledge that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I also thought the practice itself, Trokosi, when I heard that it's about someone, a child, atoning for another person's sin, I just thought, this oddly sounds like religion.
1: So I actually did my dissertation on the practice. Um, so I've done extensive research on it. Um, again, challenging myself, I didn't want anybody to be uh, to um, downplay or to discredit my intelligence mm-hmm. and my 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 awareness to the practice so I said I need to do research mm-hmm. research coupled with my um, personal experience combined together that's power right there no. so um to speak to what you said, the practice started with um, so the Tro Trohovi is the name of the gods,
2: mm.
1: and it's a war god. So when you go to war, you come to this god and you say, "If when we win, mm-hmm. we'll sacrifice animals, goats, cows to you as a as a way of appreciation." Mm. That's how this practice started, okay. and with time, they were so excited. That the those who win the war, they were so excited that they have their uh, daughters or wife going clean tidy up the surroundings of where the, the the gods are held or kept and as time goes on the the priests that were overseeing the shrine and the gods start to see or think started thinking about the benefits in having the girls stay hmm. in the shrine hmm. to clean around and then eventually to become their wives mm. so it doesn't have anything to do with or the, the, okay the thank yes. you very much for clarifying yeah <laughs> <laughs> so okay. it was it, every time it was evolving mm. and you know greedy P- people are, human beings are by nature greedy and you know wants more from mm. something so they changed the dynamic of um, the practice
0: okay. Ingus is about to leave us Ingo's do you have anything to add to
2: it's amazing <laughs> absolutely yeah. beautiful um, and yeah no I found the story absolutely fascinating I think um, so thank you for shedding light on such a story and even now knowing how it's developed and evolved yeah. that it essentially started because of the male gaze yeah. <laughs> you know war um, bounty and then oh these these women and they're probably um, sweeping and their bums are shaking and you know they're thinking hmm you know um, so that, that it's, it's sad how yes. that develops, yeah. uh, you know. From that, um, but I, I one thing I would just say is I really respected how you did not come, even though there was a sense of this is not this is not right. Hmm. You didn't critique like um, overtly, yeah. because at the end of the day, you understood that it is a entrenched belief. Yes, and no person that comes and says this is wrong because, as you said, oh old, that older lady. Some of the women that do, that go become trustees believe. That they are doing good for their family. Yes, mm. yes, very much. And she somewhat seemed happy. Yes. Yeah. And potentially, if she if they did test her for happiness, she would have passed the happiness test, right? Because yes. yes. all she knows. Yes. So I, I felt I feel that like that's powerful because I think you know Westerners can come in being like even Black Westerners, you know, us in the yeah. diaspora, can come in being the the saviors and thinking, oh my god, how can you do this practice mm-hmm. when it's like, but they that's all they knew. That's all yes. they know, you yes. know. Mm. So it, I think that's a bank between I don't respect what you do, you're do, you doing, but I respect the fact you believe in this thing. Mm. Because at the end of the day, that's your belief and you're standing true. Mm. Isn't it worse when the people are really hypocrites? Those are the ones that are the disgusting ones. They know, they have no belief. They don't believe in Trotsky. They're just doing it to bring money into their pockets. Mm. But there are people that genuinely yes. believe in this, yes. you know. So, yeah, that'll probably be the last thing. I just think it was a powerful story. I can't wait to see more of your documentaries. And um, I just love the way you tell stories and you give power to the people. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so Um, much, Yes,
0: Back again to the Real Happy Hour podcast. And um, Ingozi has left us, sadly. Um, She'll be back again.
1: She had to go for brunch. She did not invite us.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So uh, right now we have um, Bridget is still with us. And um, thank you so much for sharing your story. It's inspiring. I definitely... Documentary is definitely something I... I've done it before. Because mm-hmm. um, I was... Um, I had first-hand experience of seeing someone go through a life-threatening disease, mm-hmm. a life-altering disease, um, sickle cell. Uh, mm. Yeah. And um, and I saw the pain mm-hmm. and uh, I said, okay, I have to do that. That's why I did all my uni dissertation. Mm. So I did the whole documentary and... Meeting a lot of sickle cell foundations, and
1: there was a, there's a beautiful, I think it's beautiful, film on Netflix on sickle cell Nigeria nice. Nigerian definitely film. take a look at
0: it. I was really um, um, ambitious with the production. Like I had, I was in the UK, and I had people from here mm-hmm. interviewed interviewed quite a few practitioners, mm-hmm. people who uh, are leading in terms of um, providing a a solution to sickle cell. And there is a solution to it. I know a lot of us are aware of it. Us in Africa or outside mm. of Africa That's or outside of our culture, race are yeah. aware of the solutions. What's so the thank solution? you. Um so basically you can get a bone marrow transplant mm. early. So young children have access, can should get bone marrow transplants. Mm-hmm. And with the bone marrow transplant you can sort of um alleviate the effects of sickle cell you can you can you can <coughs> sorry about that you can live a longer, healthier life. Mm-hmm. You still have to take drugs mm-hmm. but the sort of constant pain pain is is sort of um is is limited. There are mm-hmm. there are situations still that you might feel a bit of pain mm-hmm. but it's not just as deadly as mm-hmm. without it. Yeah.
1: So yeah. I um I had a colleague I was working with someone who has it um, in Ghana, and I, for me, I'm not... This is why sometimes when I'm called a journalist, I say, no, 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 I'm not, because I'm not... I don't naturally ask questions curious, or not curious, but I don't question... I don't ask people questions to want to know something when I hear it. So when I heard it, I just like, oh, okay. But then um, I heard more later on where... When it's raining, mm. it affects someone with sickle cell and no, <laughs> no, That's,
0: that has to be a myth or something. Oh, no, I've never heard of that.
1: Okay, uh-uh. okay. I'm glad because I was just thinking about it. How how is that possible? And so this
0: like co- just the sensing rain just makes them feel pain.
1: No, like the rain. weather, the rain uh, weather.
0: I know the cold. The, okay maybe that's so the cold if they're outside for too long in the cold Mm -hmm. probably even the sun probably have an effect to that too Mm. um and if they walk for too long Mm. um yeah it's it's really intense um are any documentaries you're watching right now
1: watching I just watched but it's quite heavy though
0: okay you don't (laughs) mean (laughs) <laughs>
1: um, I don't know the name. Oh, I wish I had my phone with me. I don't know the name, but it's I can get a in. famous, it's an actor. Oh, Truz, T-R-U-Z is the name of the therapist. Okay. So an actor, um, it's really interesting. I love it. The, uh, the actor is interviewing or fil- did a film about his therapist, mm, um, cool. And because when he was being seen by the therapist, the therapist has um, uh, some principles, guidelines that he went through, he goes through with each um, person that he, he's counseling. So the guy wanted the world mm. to come to know his his um, principle and these guiding principles. Um, Principles that he, he uses in his um, counseling s- um, therapy sessions. So, I I found it was it's really nice, even though it was about it was on, about a therapist and his principles and therapy and mental health. I I think it was really well done. Mm. Um, I want to share with all my friends because mm-hmm. especially male my male friends. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, we are, we, we are recently, it's recently, um,
0: a conversation, a
1: conversation uh, male mental health yeah. and how that is still a taboo mm. on the continent of Africa or yeah. globally. Um, and I'm one, I, I'm, I'm someone who champions all people's mental health, yeah. right? Like it's, it's when you, when you, have healthy mental health um, when you um, are able to talk out mm. your your emotions, your your thoughts, and y- you know your pain, your hurt. It you you are freed. It liberates you. Yes. And so I don't. See I think that's my what's happened to you too. You're <laughs> a liberated woman.
0: It's, it's it's the aura that you radiate. That's what you radiate. That's,
1: yeah. Well, you know, I when I was younger, I was thinking. I had this thought about already experiencing too much hardship Mm. and that the latter years of my life needs to be... Soft um, life. (laughs) (laughs) Not soft life per se, but like needs to be free and and Mm. liberating. And um, I knew... Well, yeah, I knew it it was up to me to get that. Mm. Um, But I didn't actually know the level... At which it was up to me to get that until I started um, Adulting. Th- <laughs> <laughs> which yes, adulting is um therapy is part of adulting, well, yes. you go to therapy?
2: I yes. Oh, I
1: I, I started I yes 2018. So it was it was in there that I realized or oh, I found out that um in order for me to live the life and to heal the way I want to be healed. I need to forget those who hurt me, mm. and that uh, I have to take risk. But I quote you, I quote my my therapist: You have to take responsibility for your own life, mm. and that you cannot wait for those who hurt you to come and pick you back up mm. to go through the healing process with you. No, mm. you'll be waiting forever, <laughs> in 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 suffering. Mm. You'll be suffering and waiting. Mm. So, um, I. And so for me, like having a taste of that or going through that, I realized how freeing it is. And so, um, you know, and, and the fact that we have to create an environment for our men to, to have access to that, to be able mm-hmm. to be vulnerable, to open up, to share, um, you know, the, the mas- masculinity culture and mm-hmm. the, the way society has failed mm-hmm. our men. Um, and we as individuals as well. So it's something that I'm interested in learning more about. Mm-hmm. I'm even reading a book right now. Okay. Um, on, uh, it's called um, On Mask or Off Mask. It's uh, by J.J. Bola. I read another book by him. He's a beautiful writer. So, um, okay. yes
0: outside of documentaries what movies are you watching right now i know we both saw the silent twins we can't talk about it because we have i have another episode with
1: (laughs) yeah we can't
0: because that movie that movie
1: was all kinds of things eh? it was
0: all kinds of (laughs) things
1: it's it's layered it's It's, it's it's very
0: and i still i still don't want to know too much about those twins yeah i don't want to know too much yet you don't
1: want to research on them
0: i i have an idea one one
1: living i know
0: and i I have an i have an idea i like the the movie but i I don't want because the person i'm speaking to has more knowledge on it okay and i want them to open my idea yeah please no i'm not the one i'm not the one
1: what am i watching right now um
0: Okay, all right. I've never seen it.
1: It's a series.
0: I've never seen The Crown.
1: I mean, it's uh, it, you, can, you
0: can. It's see on it. Netflix. I know, mm-hmm. but I, I just don't really like.
1: Yeah. I, I should
0: try to watch it, especially this current one, which is about Princess Diana and Charles, no, and King Charles, <laughs> King. Yeah. 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 I should um, make the time to watch it.
1: Well, the what's it called, Meghan and um, Harry? Harry, uh, they are documentaries coming
0: soon yeah and i think he has a book coming out in january too i thought
1: the book is already out is it i thought it's already out
0: hmm.
1: you know it's yeah it's already out i don't want to say what i'm thinking but it's already out okay.
0: you know but the love of a black woman would do <laughs> the love of a black woman will do things to you and you know what i do love yeah
1: megan marco
0: has I love her. a podcast yeah have you listened to that
1: ha have i listened to it <laughs> You know, the podcast, um, Spotify Rap, yeah. is my top, top um, three podcasts. Okay. In that, yes, I've listened to all of the six episodes. I believe it's six episodes or 11 episodes of the first season. Mm. And um, you know what? I, lo- I, love, I love the style of the, of the podcast. Um, she, she has her, like, her takeaway, mm. and then she has the conversation with guests. Um, research a lot of research goes into um, the topic that she speaks about with each guest mm. so and um oh, of course her, her voice it's beautiful
0: yeah she's, she's I think like you really are born into the life that you can handle and I think she was she although it's been really hard it's been difficult. But I feel like I don't know if anyone else could have done it as gracefully and mm. as 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 informative and it's so impactful as she has. Yeah. And God, the opportunity that the royal house mm-hmm. or the royal family, I feel like it's, it's, it's more beyond the royal family. <laughs> it's, it's like a whole um, clan. <laughs> it's like a whole system. The yes. The system behind yes, yes, them. Yes, yes. It was the just monarch. such an opportunity to just completely revolutionize the way we relate in terms of race relations and it was missed and it's unfortunate and when they time of technology now so um, mm-hmm. you know things will be shared and things that will be known faster than ever before. yeah
1: well I mean they did Netflix promised us and I was telling my flatmate the other day yesterday I saw they say that they will give us exclusive um into when they were dating and things like that and I told my flatmate I said please so that's what I want <laughs> if they don't if they don't show us that I'm going to talk about it <laughs> because it's you know, um, she she's a beautiful person. Yes. Yeah. You know, and the as you're saying, like you're born into a life, or that you can know, handle that you can handle, and there just their their union mm. and how Harry is made the the d- decision, or they made the decision together, and also but with him extending it further, he made the decision because of mm. what happened with his mother. Yeah. Um, he didn't want that for his wife mm. and so um you should listen to the podcast I will definitely you listen to it you, you'll hear something that, that uh, when I heard it I was I was really sad mm. um there was an incident I don't know if I'm supposed to be saying well, it's on the
0: podcast And the it's live it's <laughs> out there
1: <laughs> you people you people are not listening to her podcast that's your that's your business um something happened with Archie when they were in South Africa mm. um you know the he um his nursery caught on fire. I oh, heard
0: of that?
1: Okay, his nursery caught on fire, and if it wasn't for the for the babysitter who you know strapped him o- on her back like we do mm-hmm. back home. Um, it would have been a different story. And what what how Megan explained it um, to Serena Williams, that was the guest she spoke to. Okay. She spoke about it um, with, and so she, the way she described it was when they found out uh-huh. they were not allowed to be with their son and take in that moment, they had to do um, official duty. They had to immediately like go out for another ofi- Like They landed in South Africa Barely had any moment to themselves. So they have to be doing official duty. So, wow. so that I think that experience, coupled with other things, I'm sure mm. we're going to hear in the in the Netflix um, documentary, just was enough for them to make wow. that decision.
0: Wow, did not know that. Yeah, wow. it was
1: heartbreaking. Like you really I, do
0: feel like they're trapped. Sometimes <coughs> I feel like they are trapped with this responsibility to sort of have. Be the face of the country,
1: but you know they are not the first people to leave.
0: No, no, no. There no, was, um,
1: I think, the queen's uncle.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Queen Elizabeth's
0: uncle. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't. know. But yeah, my Well, favorite.
1: no, it's it's in the crown. You should watch it.
0: Ah, okay. You see. <laughs>
1: no, they are n- they are definitely not the first to um get out of it, hmm. and I don't know. They were making it seem like they are the first.
0: To I think get it's because it. they're so close to the to the, to the crown. He's so. Cl- close is he though isn't it like the third in line or something
1: how many oh no with no, the kids four. that they exactly. have exactly <laughs> <laughs> isn't it three they uh, have
0: three yeah they have three yeah so it's like
1: his brother then his brother's kids and yeah, then, him. then him
0: yeah, yeah. So, um yeah um just before wrapping up mm-hmm. um there's this i think it was in the Oprah interview megan had where she's <laughs> she's like um she didn't research harry she didn't. She didn't know much about Harry. I don't know where I, I saw that again pop up somewhere, mm. and I'm like, hmm, "Girl, girl, what? girls are known if he's not her." See, there's this a is best your stereotype.
1: Friend. Why are you doing that? What you say, girls? You say you should say certain girls or some girls. Okay, it's not some, all of us. Some, some,
0: uh, yeah, that's why I said they have a dedicated FBI agent in their friend, friend WhatsApp group that is. You know, (laughs) you say WhatsApp. You're so specific (laughs) that you know does the research on the guy. Really? Yeah, I don't like that. Too. I don't (laughs) like when
1: people do that to me, so I don't do that
0: to people. Well, you're the exception to the rule. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much, Bridget, for coming on the Real Happy Hour podcast. We had, um, we had prosecco and orange juice. What's the what's it called again? I can't remember. oh yes um, <laughs> we also have Red Bull we've had quite a conversation today juice. and thank you so much for coming Bridget. thank you also <laughs> for coming to the Real Happy Hour podcast and thank you very much for watching and for listening
1: thank you